the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. Now, here's Sue Freeze. Thank you so much for joining the Sue Freeze Show, and I'm just so thankful, thankful, thankful to be with you today. I just, I don't know, I just, uh, 13 and some years, and uh, it just still, still seems so new, so fresh because the Lord just keeps revealing more and more to me and lessons just keep coming like it or not. And, uh, you know, it's good. It's good. And, and I welcome those lessons and sometimes they're more difficult than others. And I know you can relate, um, you know, as you listen, um, the Sufris, if you're new to the show, uh, welcome. And it's no coincidence that you found us or found me on the dial. Um, because there is a message here for you. I don't know what it is, but God does. And he prepares it, and I'm just to be used as an open vessel to be used for his glory. And um, so I'm going to get right into it. And the, and the, the topic was, um, why ask why? And the other part of that topic is that the why is wise, or it should be wise. If we're paying attention, it can be wise. And so I was looking for scriptures and whatnot to base base this whole topic on. And what came to mind this morning that I was I was praying and I was just asking the Lord to you know, just I want it to be his words. Obviously, I want it. I want to see I want to think with his brain and with his eyes. And I want to feel with his heart. And uh, and as as he was doing that, I was remembering about this weekend. And side note, I was asking some people that were new to the show, listening to the show. And I always ask the question, um, do you have any suggestions? Do you have any advice? Uh, is there any direction that you'd like to give me? Because I welcome it because I want to learn all the time and I want to better my skills for you and for me, uh, I just want to be better. And so one thing they said is they loved the stories. And so I want to make sure that I continue to tell those stories. So this weekend, I had the honor and the privilege and the just uh, the blessing and gift of spending Sunday with my grandkids and my kids that are grownups, obviously. And uh, as we were preparing to go, I was getting my car ready because my car had more seats in it to fit all the car seats and everybody. And it was fun that I had a car that could do that. And that was on purpose, prepared in advance. Anyway, so we're getting ready and, and Daddy's putting the seats in and all of a sudden I turn around and, and little Montana is just somewhat in the street, not out in the street, but in the street. And I immediately turned around and said, Montana, get on the sidewalk. And it was abrupt. It was, it scared her because she's not seen or heard grandma do that before. And it scared her so much that she started crying. And so I went over to her and I just had to tell her that the reason, the why, why I did what I did, the reason was because I loved her so much that I wanted her to be safe and no harm to come to her. And that by being in the street, there could come a car and then a car drove up right then. So I said, see that car that could have hit you. And 
I just love you so much and I don't want anything to happen. And I held her tight and I loved on her. So she'd know that even in my time of uh, yelling, and she would take it as yelling, um, that the purpose or the reason, the why, was because I loved her so much. And that's why the why is so important. And parents, it's okay. When it comes to safety, even at Ecola, we say safety is first. Safety comes first. I want everybody to be safe. And, you know, we've been through a lot together, haven't we? And the why is always, always, I always want to ask the why. Because there's so much in the why. For instance, we're working. And um, I have a way of doing things. And I'm very, very systematic and procedure-minded. And I'm... um, a maximizer. I, I want to make things time efficient. And those are just things God has given to me. And sometimes people get frustrated with me because of this. But all in all, um, it works out. But I need to, and I understand this, that I need to explain the whys. And I tell people there's a method to my madness. Just listen to my why. And then you're going to understand why it's so important that we do it this way. Now, I think we all need to be open to new ideas. I think it's important that we keep learning and, and be open to receive what, um, what is available to us. Because if you don't, then you're, you're too close-minded and you're not going to be able to receive whatever maybe God's trying to, to give you or a person, you know, God uses people. So I think it's important to know the why. Another thing that I've learned and I've understood just by doing this process of preparing for this show is that I realize that for me is I'm always looking for the why when I'm talking to another person. I want to understand what makes them tick. I want to understand what their dreams are. You know, they they say in the secular world, it's like your dream, is your dream big enough? You know, is it going to push you out of your element of comfort? You know, your dream has to be big enough. Is your dream big enough? Is your vision big enough? Is your why big enough to sustain whatever comes your way. So when I think about that from a secular mind and thinking about it from a a Christian spiritual realm, is that what is our why when we are a Christian? And I, I, you know, the Lord brought me full circle on this and said, well, I just saw scripture, you know, and it's when you're, when you die and you go to heaven and the Lord's there and he says, well done good and faithful servant. That is my why. What is your why? Because our why matters, and it helps us determine our steps day to day, week by week, and month by month. It's that what is your why? Now, I know for me, I'm going through a new chapter. It's like I've been through a lot of chapters because I'm, I'm hitting that 65-year mark. Yeah, I can't believe it myself. Anyway, um, I'm hitting that mark and, um, you know, uh, Social Security and Medicare and uh, all those things. But I'm looking at this and I'm going, okay, I've been through this season. I've been through this season and that season and a hundred other seasons. And now I'm in a new season and it's just unfolding. And I don't know where it's taking me. I don't know where God's taking me. And I don't know what the next um, assignment is going to be for me. And I'm telling you this because are you asking yourself these questions? Because they ground you. They get you grounded to where you have um, a direction and you have a purpose. 
when I'm talking to people and they're explaining and I ask questions because I'm diving into, you know, how I can help them. What is it that I can offer them in what they're dealing with? You know, are they looking for a home? Do they want a home? Um, you know, today, uh, my inspectors, we have a conference call. 7.30 in the morning, we have conference calls with different departments. And today was the inspectors. The inspectors are the guys that, that go out to the houses where a customer calls, potential customer, and says, I think, I don't, I'm not sure, but I think I might have a termite problem. Can you send somebody out and, and uh, do an inspection and figure out what I have, if I have? And if not, we say, bye-bye, thank you very much. But if they have, then we ask questions like, well, what's important to you? You know, chemical, no chemical. Do you have any um, sensitivities? Do you have asthma? Um, you know, do you have dogs? Do you have children? Do you have any elderly that can't leave the house? These are questions we need to know the answers to. Do they have a fear? Do they have a concern? And how do we navigate that? How do we get through that so that we can take care of what their needs are? And in life, when we're a mom, when we're a dad, when we're a you know husband, a wife, a sister, a brother, an employer, employee, significant other, anybody, you know, we have these different titles and these different roles for different times in our lives. And are we asking those questions of, you know, what is important to you? What is your why? Because how can I help you? How can I help you get where you're going? How can I, how can I accommodate? And I think it's really good. So when I was thinking about scriptures that would back up this, um, the last couple of shows have been on time management and being timely because, you know, in Ecclesiastes, um, you know, uh, turn, turn, turn is the song I remember. I'm old enough to remember that song. But just talking about a time to mourn, a time to laugh, you know, a time for this and a time for that. And then there's the why, you know, um, when I when I um, die and when you die, you know, what are people going to say about you? What it, What is going to be their, you know, did you touch their lives in a positive way? You know, is that important to you? And so when I was looking at scriptures, I'm like going, how do I find in Bible Gateway the why? So there was a lot of whys. Um, I could find a lot of whys, but they really didn't match my criteria um, of what I'm trying to discover. So then I thought, what else could I do? And then um, the words that came were, so that. We do this, this, and this in scripture. It'll say, you do this, this, and this, so that. You know, this is what you get by doing A, B, C, D. And so I looked up so that, and guess what? I wasn't very successful in the so that's. Um, I did get a few, though, and I will go over those because I think it's important that we understand, um, you know, what God says and, and what's the outcome. You know, why, why are we doing those things? What is our purpose? Why are we, why are we uh, delaying gratification? Why are we keeping ourselves for that one special person? Why, what is the reason for these things that we're doing? Why do we do that? Why do we leave and cleave? Why, why, why? Uh, if you're just tuning in right now, this is The Sue Freeze Show. Sue Freeze, spelled like fries, one word dot com. Um, I would love for you to go to the website. I would love for you to go on there and check it out. There is so much there. Spent a lot of time and a lot of money to uh, do this website to uh, accommodate you. 
there is two different tiles on there. Well, there's a lot of tiles. There's Sufri's TV. There's videos. There's 13 years of podcasts on there. You can listen at your leisure. So uh, go there. Just check it out, would you? And if you can't remember, just remember Sufri's, spell like fries, one word, dot com. Kind of easy to remember, I think. Um, anyway, so in looking up these scriptures and understanding he's telling us what to do and he's telling you why we want to do these things, you know, like to be, to live a righteous life. What does that look like to be a Proverbs 31 woman? What is that? Um, there's all these different scriptures. So for instance, um, it's by grace that we are saved, not by works so that are you ready for the why? No one can boast. See, so you can't say, I did this, I did that, and blah, 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 so I deserve a seat in heaven. It's not about what you do. It's by grace. It's not by your works, so that no one can boast. Isn't that wonderful to know that? For so long, I just kept doing, doing, doing. How about you? I kept doing, thinking that it was going to, you know, get me to heaven. And it's not what we do. It's not what we do, except for the choice we make. That is the do. It's the choice we make to receive the Lord as our personal Savior and to understand that he died for your sins in your place. When we understand that and we live, according to that, number one, we're going to have a better life. Now, does it mean everything's going to be easy? No. Some people have this misconception. Oh, yeah, you receive the Lord and then everything's hunky-dory. No, it's not. In fact, sometimes it's even more, more difficult. I know. Um, it is because, you know, the spiritual battles go on and and there is the spiritual beings out there that do not want us to be successful, to be as, you know, the, the lion, to still kill and destroy. That's what their job is. And so understand that, that, but it is a simpler life in the sense that you have direction, you have a goal, you have a purpose in life, and it's directed by the Lord. And it's a wonderful place, I'll tell you. Um, my, my life has been full of lessons, full of circumstances. And some people say, wow, I had no idea. And I know that each one of you have your own story, too. And your stories, the Lord wants us to share those stories. You know that? He used Bible characters, people in the Bible that were not perfect because we're not. He used just imperfect people because he had a story to tell and he had a lesson to be taught. And those are to bring encouragement and inspiration to each and every one of us. And the things that I've gone through, people say, wow. And I say, yeah, wow. I would not be who I am, nor would you be who you are, if you haven't gone through whatever you've gone through. And we could say, oh, you have no idea what I've been through. No, you're right. I don't. But God does. And it's how we deal with those things. And understanding the why helps us navigate through those things. It's like um, my dad died of cancer very young at 60. Okay, I've already beat him by almost five years. And, um, you know, at that time I was saying, why? Why, God? And I wasn't even that close to my dad, but I still didn't understand. And then you've got young infants that are suffering. And I don't have the answers. By any means, I do not have the answers. But I see the fruit of the things that happen. And I know that God is entwined in all of that. And and I find peace and comfort in, in that. Um, but it doesn't make 
it hurt less. It really doesn't make it hurt less. We still go through our pain, our loss, and I'm sorry for anyone that's going through that right now, and the Lord weeps right along with you. He truly does. He's saddened when we're saddened. He finds joy when we have joy. He loves us, just like I love my little granddaughter, and he wants us to be safe. So he directs us, and it's whether we want to listen or not is up to us, just like my little granddaughter. She didn't have to listen. She she jumped up onto that sidewalk, but she could have done something other than that, but she didn't. She just started crying. But once she understood, she gave me the biggest hug, and she had a new understanding. The, the why was so important at that moment. Why did Grandma yell at me? Why? And, and once she knew the why, she felt so loved. And sometimes the Lord does that. No, we don't understand. But then later, sometimes it's revealed and we're going, wow, now I get it. Wow, and now I understand the why. And maybe, you know, I thought about this too on the drive-in. Maybe I'll never get the answer to that why. Maybe I won't. Maybe you won't. But when we get to heaven, it might not matter. It just might not matter. It matters now, but it might not matter then. Just like other things in life as we grow and mature and go through life, things that seem so important at the moment kind of lose their power with time. Do you find that to be true? I do. I really do. Um, Second Tim- Timothy 3.17, All scripture is God-breathed, useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that... The so that is the what? The why. The servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Isn't that good? Now, did you realize that the so that is like why we do it? Because I didn't until this morning. I'm like, how do I find these, the whys? Why does the Lord want us to do this or that or whatever? James 1, 4, testing of your faith develops perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that, there's the why, you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. How many, how many want to be mature and complete, not lacking anything? And if that's truly what you want, you you can see that and say, wow, yeah, that's good. Then testing of your faith develops perseverance. So, Do you all know how to define testing of your faith? When your faith is put to the test, it's not comfortable, is it? It's not comfortable, but it's necessary. And looking back over my years, the perseverance, you know, understanding what I'm made of and what the Lord has strengthened and empowered me to be, the warrior that Sufriz is at the moment, uh, That didn't come without a lot of trials, tribulations, a lot of times when I wasn't sure, God, you say you won't give me more than I can handle, but it sure feels like it right now. I mean, there was a lot of those kind of conversations that went on. There was me yelling out at, Lord, Lord, tell me what to do. Just tell me what to do and I'll do it. I have no idea what's happening right now. Just tell me what to do. I know some of you are there right now. Sometimes I didn't hear him right away. And sometimes what he was telling me to do, and this was the most pain, 
painful of anything is what I would get. Be still and know that I am God. Ah, be still, but I want to do. I want to do. I'm a doer. Be still. My child, be still. Here's another one for you. And this is this just um, when you, I'll just read it. Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. I have this in a card because I keep this with me because sometimes I forget because the day gets away or the, or the battles that I'm facing just get me off track a little bit and I have to be reminded, I have to be brought back to think about these things, these things, these godly things because I want to be more like that. I want to be like that. So, and maybe you do too. Hopefully, I mean, that's a desire, right? For sure. So here's another scripture for you. Um, 1 Thessalonians 4.12, make it your ambition to lead a quiet life, to mind your own business, to work with your hands, just as we told you, so that your daily life may win the respect of outsiders and so that you will not be dependent on anybody. This really hit home for me. Because I don't want to be, um, I don't want to be a burden to anybody. Um, I really don't want to be dependent on anybody, but yet I think we need one another. And I think there's a lot of truth to that. And as I get up there, I'm realizing that I'm much better if I have someone with than to be walking alone. And yeah, I'm, I can do a lot and so can you. I get it. I get it. But God didn't create us to be alone. And he created us for relationship with him first. And then beside us. So, and who you hang with is who you can become. And so you want to make sure that the people you're hanging with are hopefully like-minded and hopefully challenge you in your walk, in your ministry, because that's going to make you a better person. And if the goal is, is to be more like him so that when you get to heaven and he says, well done, good and faithful servant, then well done. What is your why? Are you clear on what your why is? Because your why has to be bigger than your pain. So I, I, I say when I'm eating or when I'm trying to, to reach a new goal is the pain has to be worth the gain. And the only way you can per persevere through problems is by understanding that the pain is worth the gain. So the, the bigger the dream, the bigger the goal, the bigger the why, the easier it's going to be to fight through whatever it is holding you back. So this is really a good message for me, and I hope it's equally good for you. What is your why? We will be back with more of the Sue Freeze Show right after this brief break for part two. Have you noticed more insects or rodents in your yard or maybe in your home? Warmer weather means it's mating season. 
cutie. What's your sign? Hi, this is Sue Freeze of Ecola Termite Pest Control, but you can call me the Termite Lady. And I'm Tyson Freeze, manager at Ecola. When pests start mating, they start looking for food supplies. Your pantry, your garage, and a quick infestation can cost hundreds in tainted food. You don't want pests in your house. We know how to find and eliminate them before they can settle in. Call us for our free pestimate at 877-332-BUGS. New customers get $50 off any initial treatment. Pests hate that we make our service so affordable. Don't let insects and rodents move in. Call E. Cola now, 877-332-BUGS. That's 877-332-BUGS. Or online at termitelady.com. E. Cola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. E. Cola, 877-332-BUGS, termitelady.com. What would you do if your two-year-old child simply stopped breathing? The day businesswoman and author Sue Freeze discovered her son had developed life-threatening asthma, her life changed forever, sending her on a path of learning, discovery, and environmental activism. Sue's book, Learning to Breathe, chronicles her amazing life-and-death battle for her son Tyson's life, a how-to manual for parents of children with asthma. Revealing the secret causes, surprising cures, and the untold truth about harmful indoor allergens. Written with the passion of a loving mother, wisdom of a successful businesswoman, and deep spiritual devotion, Learning to Breathe is a hero's journey for the parent in all of us. If your child suffers from asthma, this must-read book could save your child's life. Learning to Breathe by author Sue Freeze, available on Amazon, or log on to SueFreeze.com. That's SueFreeze.com. SueFreeze.com. You're listening to The Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. And here again is Sue Freeze. Thank you so much for joining The Sue Freeze Show, and this uh, thank you so much, Ecola Services, for sponsoring this show. Uh, I'm so thankful to be part of the Ecola team. It's a great team. If you are looking for a new career, we are hiring, and we have six offices, soon to be seven. San Diego, Anaheim, uh, Inland Empire, Mission Hills, Oxnard, and Orchid right next to Santa Maria, which I'm going to be going there tomorrow for a safety meeting. Anyway, I'm looking forward to the drive along the coast. It's going to be great. Um, If you are interested, we would love to talk to you. Go to termitelady.com or go to... Where else could you go? Oh, the SueFreeze.com uh, site. SueFreeze, spelled like fries, one word, dot com. Go there and check it out. And there is an app on there. You could fill out and send it in. And we'd love to talk to you. You have to have a clean driving record. And you have to have a great attitude. I can teach skill. But I can't teach you to have a good attitude. You either have one or you don't. That's up to you. Okay? That's your choice day to day, moment by moment. I love it when I'm around people that have great attitudes. And your attitude does determine your altitude. It just does. uh Yes. So um, part one, we were talking about the why and how important the why is and that the why can be and usually is very wise. And uh, yes, it just is. So the whys are wise. And it's interesting. Um, play on words a little bit. Uh, so I have scriptures here that help us with this whole situation um, as far as understanding why the why is so important. And uh, I'm going to go into a little bit different thing here. It says, why did Jesus have to die? Why? Why did Jesus have to die? 
And here's what it says. The simple answer might be that Jesus died because he was a preacher of radical ideas who disturbed the religious and political leaders of this time, exposed their hypocrisy, aroused their jealousy, and so was condemned to death on a cross. You know, it is a real story. It's a true story. It did happen. Uh, And so everybody has their own idea uh, of what happened. Okay. That's not the whole story, though. It ignores the fact that Jesus willingly laid down his own life, that no one took it from him. He died so that, there's the why, we might live. He died so we might live. That's amazing, isn't it? It's, a, it's the biggest sacrifice you could make is to give your life up for another. That's a huge sacrifice. He became sin so that we might be freed from sin. Now, some of you that are new to this whole belief system and new to Christianity or new to the Bible, uh, you might not all understand what that means exactly, um, but you will. What time? If you want it, and it is your choice, the Lord has given you freedom of choice to choose or not choose him. And he did that because he, the freedom of choice is what it's about, and the why is what can get you there, is why. Why would anybody want it? And usually people have to get really down and out. Usually people, I, I, I see it as a, a deep pit, like dirt, you know, and you're digging, digging, digging. And, uh, you know, you just can't, the walls are so high around you that you can't get out without some help. And the Lord's reaching down and he wants to pull you out of this deep hole that you're in, that darkness. He wants to reach out. He wants you to look up. Reach up and ask him to be your savior. As the Bible says, Christ died for sins once for all, the righteous for the unrighteous, that he might bring us to God, 1 Peter 3.18. We all know that forgiveness can be costly, and it was costly for God to forgive us. It cost God his own son. Forgiveness must be really important then, isn't it, for each and every one of us? We all do things that we know are wrong, don't we? Those things stop us from having proper relationship with God. It is only as we approach God and ask for forgiveness that we can start that new relationship. Jesus died in our place makes that relationship possible. As we begin to understand what that means, we also become aware of the love which God has for us and for all of his creation. On a personal note, I can tell you that there were there was a lot of time. I, when I grew up, I didn't really understand God. I didn't understand Jesus. I got a new dress for Easter and Christmas, and we had this big Bible on our our coffee table. But I really didn't understand the relationship. I didn't understand what all of it was about until I got into, you know, like I think it was my sophomore. I was just thinking about this last night of what year it was. And there was some Jesus freaks, <laughs> as they were called, and they invited me and some other of my friends to a evening at a Bible study. They didn't call it that at that time. And we all went over there thinking it was going to be a get-together. And then we understood or we got uh, taught a little bit about who this Jesus is. And uh, I got hooked. I, I just I just was enamored. And plus, my life at that time was was a mess. My family was a mess. Everything was a mess. And I was looking for answers that I just didn't understand the whys. I didn't understand. And uh, the Lord knew that. And he put me right where I needed to be at that moment in time. And I'm so forever grateful for it, for that. And since then, there's been so many times in my life where I just didn't understand. 
And then later I realized that, that God was there with me the whole time, but I didn't realize it during whatever it is I was going through. And I learned that the, the more I drew closer to him, because he doesn't, he doesn't leave us. He says he won't leave us nor forsake us, right? I mean, he didn't leave us. He didn't leave me in my time of trouble, in my time of need. I left him. And I had to realize that, you know, where are you, God? Where are you? I don't feel you. I can't hear you. Talk louder. Show me. Give me a sign. How many of you have done this? And then you question the sign or you question what's next. It's pretty amazing. But then as you mature, as you start understanding more and having more of a close relationship with him, it's amazing what gets revealed to you and how it's like a, for me, it's like an onion. And you know how the onion has all these different layers, this little skins, right? And you peel off this layer, and then you peel off the other side layer. And it's, at, it's in his perfect timing. When you can receive and understand it more. I know I read through my Bible, as some of you uh, do, and you have little words maybe on the side of your margins. And I have dates, and I have things that are going on during the time of that date. And then I'm reading this scripture again, and it has a whole new meaning. It has a whole new why. This why thing is so big because without it, we're just wandering around. We need to understand, like, what do you want? What do you want in your life? What's important to you? What brings your passion? What, what sparks that flame inside of you? What is your why? What is God's why? He puts something inside of you that's burning. And yeah, Things happen and kind of tries to snuff that little flame out. Listen, don't let that don't let that happen. We're to be a light in the darkness, a light in the darkness. How does that happen? We have to be refreshed, renewed in his image. And he tells us so that do this, this and this and this in the Bible. Do this, this, this so that this can happen. It's the why. So why do I do that, Lord? Why, why do you want me to do that? Because so that this can happen. This is huge. It's an opener for me. I've always said that the Bible is the rule book for life. And I remember early on, I was trying to figure out, okay, here's my situation. Does it talk about this situation in the Bible? And I would look it through the index and I would try to find it in there. And there would be something similar. The story might be different. But the issues are the same. And identifying those issues, understanding the whys of other people, because people, they can muddy up the water. But when we understand the people and their whys, it helps us understand ours. We understand more about us when we understand them. And I've heard this said before, seek to understand more than to be understood. Are we doing that? In the first segment of this show, I was talking about how I always look like when I'm talking to people, I'm asking questions. You know, I want to I understand. I want to understand their why. What makes them motivated? What makes them tick? How can I make this a win-win for both parties? When I interview, I want to know what's important to them. I want to understand their why. Because if I can help them get to their why, their dream, their vision, their goal, their purpose, then it's going to be better for everybody. As a parent, what are we called to do? Train up our children in the way they will go 
so they will not depart from it. So we're to train them up so that they won't depart from it. So how important is it for us to train our children up? And what does that look like? And what does that mean? My little story about my little granddaughter going in the street and the safety and the love and the, and the everything. It's, it's like that is really important. And how important in this day and age, I was thinking about this when I was going up the elevator. How important is it that our children listen the first time we say something? Like right now, you might not have a second chance. You can't coax them. If it's emergency, they need to respond right away. If you tell them to do something, they need to listen and do it. Not easy, parents. Not easy. Possible? Absolutely. But it takes time, diligence, and the why has to be big enough. Because it's time-consuming. Very. The popular view of the church is that it is outdated, irrelevant, perhaps even reactionary. The boring sermon, the endless fundraising, and the untidy churchyard are common images. Churches are actually places where God's love can be found in the warmth of the fellowship and in the liveliness of the worship. Here people are concerned about the world we live in and sincere in wanting to discover what it means to be a follower of Jesus today. These are not perfect people. We are not perfect people. But a community of flawed individuals asking God each week for forgiveness, and not only forgiveness. When I go to church, I want discernment. I want him to discern, to help me be discerning so that I can help other people and be the best me that he has created me to be. What do you want and what is your why? Going to church regularly allows us to learn more about the Christian faith, and deepen our commitment to God. It is possible to be a Christian without going to church. That's true. I have friends that do that. But it would be like cutting off your oxygen supply when climbing Everest. Much better to have the support and encouragement of others. Now, beware, be wise that there are judgmental people out there. Beware, be wise that you want to make sure that when you are sharing something that is very sensitive, that you choose wisely and you get Christian counsel on who you're sharing with to make sure that you're going to the right people to get the help, the comfort, the direction, the counsel that you're needing. And that's just a word to the wise. The wise be wise. (laughs) Yes. I hope this has been helpful. It's been helpful for me just to understand just how important the why is. And um, I hope it is for you, too. And asking our family members, asking our children, you know, like I'll, I'll say when something happens in the family, I'll say, I'll say to myself first, because there's something, a conflict of some kind or something comes up that just doesn't sit well or, you know, it's just not not as comfortable. And then I sit back and I'll go, well, why did that happen? What was said? Why did that happen? What was that person maybe feeling? Now, you, you don't know really, but you kind of do this evaluation yourself to kind of try to understand the other person. And then obviously that communication, having that conversation, that tough conversation that we wait too long to have and then wish we would have said it sooner once we do say it because it makes everything so much better. You know what I'm talking about? That was another show. A long, probably five years ago, I talked about tough love conversations and how we, we anguish over it and we wait a long time. And then when we finally have it, they're going, 
oh my goodness, why didn't I do that a long time ago? Now, someone needed to hear that. You're listening to The Sue Freeze Show. Sue Freeze, spelled like friesonward.com. Go to my website, check it out. It is there for you. And there's something there for you. I guarantee you there's something there for you. You know, I don't know where you are in your walk. I don't know if you're still questioning the why. I don't know if you're questioning you, questioning about this whole situation or questioning your situation and what you should do next. But the Lord does. Ask the Holy Spirit to guide you. Ask the Lord to be with you. His promises, his provision, his protection, the three Ps. I, I, I pray, <laughs> four Ps, I pray these all the time because, boy, I need provision, I need protection, and I definitely need to understand his promises and hold, hold tight to them. Because his word is true yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And that we can be sure of. And there's not many things, really, that we can be totally sure of, especially in this day and age. Do you remember the story in Matthew about Jesus calms the storm? Then he got into the boat and his disciples followed him. Suddenly a furious storm came up on the lake so that the waves swept over the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him, saying, Lord, save us. We're going to drown. He replied, you of little faith, why are you so afraid? Why? He's asking why. Why are you so afraid? So I'm going to ask you, maybe the Lord's asking you, why are you so afraid? What is it you're afraid of? And what does the Lord say about fear? I've said this numerous times. I'll say it again because someone needs to hear it. I have new listeners, I'm sure, (laughs) believing that. Fear not is in the Bible 365 times. What does that tell you? You need at least one fear not a day. Isn't that amazing? No coincidence. That's just God. Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the waves, and it was completely calm. He has the power. He has the power. It's all with him. So when we know that, where are we putting our faith? He says, you have little faith. Why are you so afraid? So if you're afraid, are you having faith? Do you believe? Here's another one, Matthew 9. While Jesus was having dinner at Matthew's house, many tax collectors and sinners came and ate with him and his disciples. When the Pharisees saw this, they asked the disciples, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? On hearing this, Jesus said, his red letters in the Bible, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice, for I have not come to call the righteous, but the sinners. So there, there is such a deep message. Now, we can take this at face value and just think about the story, and you can picture Jesus saying that and what he was meaning at the moment. But there is a deep, deep message in this. You know, there's times when, you know, you want to be uh, of the world but not in the world, and we need to make sure that we are protected. We've got our full armor of God on. But we are called to go into dark places. It doesn't mean to let that get on us or in us. It just means that sometimes the sinners, the sick, need us. So sometimes we need to step out of that comfort zone. 
And then we have to go back because not everybody's why is the same. Not everybody's why is to go to Africa. Not everybody's why is to be a successful business person. You have to, with the Lord's help, understand your purpose, your why, your purpose. Because it's, it's what, for me, it's what gets me through tough times is understanding who I am in him, who I am in him, that I am his daughter. I'm an ambassador to Christ. Go to Sufri, spelt like fries, one word, dot com. Pull down the three pages of I am's. Read them every morning, every night. 21 days to create a new habit. You will be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How important is that? I don't know about you, but sometimes I get into stinking thinking and I have to pull myself out of it. I just have to pull myself out of that stinking thinking. And I have to realize who I am in Christ and that he created me. And I have, I have important things to do for him, not for me, but for him. And I cannot do that if I get into the stinking thinking, that attitude of not gratitude, which helps you get out of the stinking thinking, by the way. It's, you know, you being thankful, counting your blessings. We have so much to be thankful for, even if you're in a downtime. He says to give thanks even in your circumstances, in the, in the downtimes, to give thanks in all things, not just in the happy moments, the joyful moments, the getting married and having babies, but no, in all things, to give thanks in all things. There's people trying to get pregnant and they're having trouble getting pregnant. Give thanks in all things. Give thanks in all things. I'm speaking with my hands. Here's one for you. How many of you have a difficult time trusting trusting because you've been, um, there's been people that have come in and out of your life that have been not trustworthy and you've gotten burned, right? You believed and, and they, they messed with it. They didn't hold that sacred. That trust was not as important to them as it is to you. And you weren't valued enough for them to keep that trust alive and well. Yeah, it's a big deal. And it's another why. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not rely on your own understanding. Think about him in all your ways, and he will guide you on the right path. That is one of my favorite all-time scriptures. I love that scripture. So here's one for you. When I was preparing, it it came to me, and I wrote it down somewhere. It's um, John 3.16. It's probably the most well-known verse in the whole entire Bible. And if you eat... How many of you like In-N-Out? Oh, my gosh, I love In-N-Out. I get the protein style without the bun, and I always get a patty for my dog with no salt, and he's just so happy about that. Anyway, side note. But on the bottom of the cup of In-N-Out, they still have – I checked it recently because I wasn't sure, and I had heard rumor that they were going to change it to a different verse. So I've been checking the cups to see if it's a new verse, but it's not, at least not the In-N-Outs that I've gone to. Um, But I'm still looking. I'm going to still watch. And maybe they did that just for that reason. More people are going to check out that cup just to see if it's a new verse to to read the old verse or the the best verse and john three sixteen. if you don't know what it is for god so loved the world that he gave his only son only begotten son that who that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life so god so loved the world that he gave his only son that whosoever believes in him so that's what we're supposed to do right that, and why? Why do we want to believe in him? So we won't perish 
and will have everlasting life. That's what the Bible says. His word is true yesterday, today, and tomorrow. So when he's telling me this, I'm believing it. How about you? Are you believing it? I have to tell you, Sue Freeze has been through some major things. Some major things. And during these times, all the times, I'm going, you know, one of these things, three of these things could be enough to just change my mind and change change my belief system and, and all of that. I mean, any one of these things could. And that's what the devil wants. The devil wants that. He wants to get us. He wants to steal us. He wants to kill us. He wants to destroy us. But we're not going to let that happen, are we? We're not going to let that happen. Greater is he that strengthens me than he that's in the world. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. These are the things that I hold and I speak out loud because I want to scream and spit and stomp on the devil. How about you? You know, where are you in all this? And what is your why? The why, the why. What is your why? Oh, so good. God's word so that their lives are transformed through the relationship with Jesus Christ, God's word, so you can be transformed. How many of you are liking the life you have right now? How many of you would like your life to be better? And what's going to make that happen? What is your why? I'm going to leave you with that. What is your why? Be clear on your why. Be intentional. God bless you. Be a blessing to someone each and every day. Bye-bye for now. It's that time of the year when bugs multiply like crazy and start looking for a home, your home. Ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, and a lot of other creepy crawly critters, even rats and other varmints. It's time to call E. coli Termite and Pest Control Services. They offer complete ecological pest control of rodents and insects. Ecola has one-time services, ongoing monthly services, their most popular and economical every other month service, and even quarterly service for occasional pest problems. Ecola keeps rats and mice out and eliminates insects in their nests. It's the most effective way, and their termite control is legendary. So call Ecola today for a free estimate of complete pest control at 877-332-BUGS. No more creepy crawly critters like ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, rats, and other pests. Call them at 877-332-BUGS. 877-332-BUGS. E.C.O.L.A. Powerful pest control services as gentle as a butterfly. Ask about their two-year warranty. Call 877-332-BUGS. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.